0: Hello, it's Brooke, and welcome to History with Brookie. Today we will be discussing the history of America and how it changes the way you act, feel, and believe. Specifically looking at an American history with some specific issues and conditions of unions that attempted to erase or improve labor, Laws and overall these conditions that we faced and them being for very successful um, for many businesses and companies safety was a big concern for many workers and one specific example that changed the way we see businesses run now today is a fire that began in New York throughout a building and this building contained a uh, clothing production and many women were targeted in this labor field and this building contained an abundance of floors for this production. Now the women were unable to escape the fire due to there being no access to emergency exits. Now the functionality of the building was comprised of only an elevator and it was just too dangerous to use as the fire ran through the building. The firemen there were unable to save any of the girls, and many girls died due to this fire and this major accident. Unions wanted more emergency exits readily available, of course, in order to save many people and women as well who would work throughout these dangerous labor Facilities, and many men as well, worked through dangerous labor facilities. Now they just wanted more precautions to go with this. As well as employers requested that workers would buy their own supplies, which is needed to complete their daily tasks throughout jo- their jobs. Unions, however, they wanted to strive for these employee. Employers and companies to supply these necessities to their workers as they're barely even making enough money as it is. And let alone to buy an abundance of supplies in order to work at this job, it became unfair and unfit for many of these workers to even build up their money and grow their families. And it is just not right for. worker to be able to supply these things when it should be the supplier of this job to pay for these supplies in order for them to get the job done. So now on to the next topic. We're still on unions and labor laws but specifically we're going to be talking about how a union functions. Now unions gather and rally people together who generally are fighting for the same thing. And this is going back to those labor law movements. So specifically some methods that labor unions used to fight for better working conditions was through, throughout the media. I mean, unions found it to be very influential to start putting out stories and advertisements about the functionality of a union. And these would be put through the press to bring this issue to light. And many people would rally up and see that there are other people that feel the same way. And the mass of the population are workers, and they're gonna see this through these advertisements in the press. And they're going to agree and come to light in realization that they do deserve better. And in light that in realization that they deserve better in their work env- environment, they often went in strikes with mass groups. And they did this in hopes that their employer or boss would increase their pay or give them labor rights. Now, if this happens in mass numbers and an abundance of population is all feeling the same way and are all fighting for the same thing, then you could start to see some change. And that's exactly what unions wanted. Now, as well as what these unions were fighting against, there were often these monopolies that were created. And now, a monopoly is defined as being an exclusive possession or control of supply or trade in a commodity or service. Now, specifically looking at Carnegie, who created monopolies in their industries. Carnegie created a vertical monopoly in the steel industry in which he owned, and he saw this and took advantage of obtaining control of every level involved in steel production. So this would be coming from raw materials that was needed in order to make steel. He would by those companies and this would even not even go from raw materials but this would also go from transportation manufacturing destruction and finance he would control all those aspects of financing and increase his profit in knowing that he could create a monopoly in the steel industry and really influence the production and make it really hard for other people to get in the steel industry and therefore create an empire of, in the steel industry and maximize his amount of wealth. Now, looking at Carnegie, Carnegie was one of the wealthiest American businessmen during this time period. Now, I would describe Carnegie to resemble a robber baron's due to putting other industries and companies out of business from increasing his highest capital of wealth. Now, he didn't seem to be the type of person to help out other businesses or give it back to other people in donations or anything like that. He wanted to increase his wealth and maximize it, and put other businesses out, and for him to influence and be the persuasion of the steel industry as a whole. Now, aside of these labor movements being a significant part in American history, there were also very important immigrant factors that contributed to America as a whole. Now, some specific push and pull factors, let's go to the basics here, of immigrants during the 19th and early 20th centuries. Now, for many people who reside in being, specifically, we're going to look at Russian or Polish American immigrants. Poland and Russia were on the verge of an era of tumultuous change and suffered from overpopulation. And this generally persuaded many people to immigrate over to America in search and pursuit of new opportunities for land, freedom, and safety. So coming here for those new opportunities, they were fleeing from what America... what their land didn't offer and what for America did offer. Now, although America was a symbol of this freedom and new land for opportunities, these people who came over and were immigrants of America faced discrimination and prejudices when immigrating and living in the United States. And specifically, again, looking at Russian or Polish-American immigrants, almost many of their people experienced xenophobia, where these attacks and panic spread widely across the nation. They were singled out to be known as a particular danger. And now many cultural people would separate themselves and just create communities as safe spaces to live. And these spaces would also be a momentous cultural rebirth for those living in America. And they needed that. They needed to live somewhere where they felt it was okay for them to live. And they wouldn't face those discrimi- that discrimination and prejudices that they did face, where they would maybe be thought or called names or slurs. And it just wasn't right. And so that's why they lived and created these communities. Now, although that these newcomer Americans did face discrimination and prejudices, they also attempted to resist this prejudice and maintain cultural pride and stay safe once they reached the United States. And by doing this, they maintained cultural pride, resist prejudice, and, and stayed on the side of the United States by creating communities or neighborhoods like we have already talked about, which were alike in culture, and would live close in vicinity. Now, this would create an environment where they wouldn't have to face any prejudice from others and live where they ultimately felt comfortable. Speaking of maintaining cultural pride, some contributions or celebrations of immigrant groups during this time that I believe is really important and worth celebrating is the time of Martin Luther King Jr., for example. And he contributed to many African American rights as he was a visible spokesperson and leader in the Civil Rights Movement in 1955. This heavily influenced the start of clearing that void between segregation and racism, and he is very well known for speaking out against what he believes. And as well, similarly to Martin Luther King Jr., Claudette Colvin was also an African-American woman who in the 1950s stands as a major civil rights movement figure, She was arrested at a young age of 15 due to refusing to give her seat to a white woman on a crowded segregated bus in Alabama. And I believe that just both of these are worth celebrating because segregation and racism has been a real issue in society, and many argue that racism still exists today. Thank you for listening to History with Brookie. Come back next time.